Welcome to Health from the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lily Hartwell, a licensed naturopathic doctor on a mission to catalyze the journey toward overcoming your autoimmune disease. We'll show you the tools and how you can grow through this podcast. Well, hi there. Welcome to Health from the Heart podcast. It's Dr. Lily Hartwell. Today's episode, I want to talk about something I think that is really important and I continuously forget how important it is because quite honestly, it's my way of life. And I had um, an interesting encounter with somebody very important to me who mentioned they they just don't seem to be cut from the same cloth as me. That they, they don't feel... Um, that they can live their, their life the way that I live my life. And much of that has to do with my productivity. And that was really at the crux of the conversation. Now, a lot of times there seems to be this perception, and I completely get it. I want to start with, with that, that I don't exactly fit in with my generation sometimes, and I completely get that. Um, also, I don't always look my age to people, so people mistake me for someone else but um, I did grow up in a very hardworking house I do um, I was from a very young age infused with a certain work ethic and my goodness the work ethic that was uh, bestowed upon me and with which I saw my family work um, in multiple generations of my family I mean some of the hardest working people I know um, are actually related to me it's amazing Um, but I I don't just prescribe to the hard work. If you know me or if you've been paying attention, um, I am really staunchly passionate about guarding my time for self-care, decompressing, bringing joy to my life, especially on those days where it's harder to foster and harness it on my own. And so I want to be able to carve that into my life and schedule um, simply so that I can continue the way that I am, um, continue the pace that I am. And so a lot of that is behind the scenes so sometimes when people think oh well she's really productive um and I do voice that but I also highly voice um if you've been you know especially if you've been in my meditation program um I guide you through all of the different lifestyle aspects that I've incorporated into my life that have made me the healthiest that I've ever been and the happiest that I have ever been and if you've ever gotten an email from us it was likely signed in health and happiness because I really really promote um those two as the pillars of my practice and my guiding beacons for why I'm doing what I'm doing and the message that I have to spread because I I do like to catalyze growth for people and I've been told time and time again that I do. Now, sometimes it's it's a little bit much to begin with. It can be a little bit overwhelming and sometimes I have to step back and say, thank you for that feedback because the way that I am has been the way that I am for so long. Um, it's funny. Uh, I feel I don't recognize that anymore. You know, when I get these comments about the productivity and um, moving through things so quickly, it, it when you're with yourself a lot and uh, in your mind a lot and you're doing a lot of work, especially as a solopreneur, even though I do have my team, they are all virtual. Um, so I do a lot of things by myself and then in communication with the with the group virtually. So I don't always get that check-in. And, and that's the other thing that I want to mention is from the surface, um, 
it, it just seems like it's me, right? But I do have people that help and um, that have specific things that they do and that increases our productivity. But I did want to just guide you through um, probably like my five most um, frequently asked so in terms of productivity, the, the five things that when I'm asked, I, I most frequently focus on. So the first thing is efficiency. Where in your life um, are you spending... Well, I guess we should back up for a second. Why is productivity important? Well, productivity is really important to me because... It allows me to do more of what I love in my life. You know, I have watched for so many years um, my family members, the people that I love and that are close to me go to jobs that they've absolutely hated. I've been there myself. I've gone, um, you know, for the sake of those those loans, um, I to pay those those fees at, and um, start the loan repayment journey. Um, I have worked a lot of jobs that, you know, were, made me very a very unhappy, depressed, anxious, um, where I was berated constantly or undervalued or constantly talked down to, um, and that did not make it very fun to go to work. I completely get that. So productivity to me is very, very important because it means that I have more time in the day to do what I love. And that's not to say that I don't love my work. It's just to say that there are a lot of things I love to do besides my work. And sometimes people don't know that. You know, I I love rock climbing. I love horseback riding. I love sailing and camping and kayaking and backpacking and hiking. And in order to be able to carve out time for a lot of the activities that I just mentioned, a journey is involved. It's an adventure and uh, a lot of time blocked off, not connected to technology. So the best way for me to integrate those things that I absolutely love in my life is for me to have designated times for that and carve out time by being productive in all my areas of life. So my number one guiding light is efficiency. And when I say efficiency, that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of people. Um, but I, I really don't like reinventing the wheel. So if I have, you know, like for example, my emails from my team, I have a bunch of emails that I have written out that have been shared because we get a lot of frequently asked questions and we have an FAQ page on the website, but sometimes people that are contacting us haven't seen that page. So, um, or, and they would, or they would like deeper information. And so what the team has is like a dozen or so emails that are of frequently asked questions and, and messages that I've written to respond to them. And then they just share those. So that eats that used to eat up a lot of my personal time when I before I had people in the inbox responding to messages. So that's number one. I don't re, we don't reinvent the wheel. If we've already done it, then we will um, utilize that. We we won't rewrite over and over and over again. So um, of course we're tailoring messages per questions that we're getting on an individual basis. But there are a lot of things that we get, and a lot of them just the basic things can be uh, established in that way by having those rinse and repeat systems and processes in place. So efficiency has been huge. We even with within the um, business, we've instilled efficiency in there. 
the second most thing I would say um, after not reinventing the wheel um, is are there things that you can delete from your life? Um, did time suckers, <laughs> I hate to say that, but but you know, there are a lot of things that siphon our time in life that we do not recognize. Um, so what could you delete? And when I'm talking about delete, a lot of times people people think like they don't really understand what I'm saying when I, when I say delete. So uh, I notice that, for example, I spend a lot of time um, on the phone. Now, this was when we when I first got into practice. I spent a heck of a lot of time tracking things down. And, you know, people who don't really know what goes on behind the scenes in, in a medical office space might not realize that I spend more time talking to pharmacists, um, lab technicians, imaging centers um, in communication, trying to get imaging results, lab results, prescriptions filled, um, should we change prescriptions, the back orders for medical supplies, managing the medical supplies, that has been huge. And obviously, um, I'm not out here, you know, just constantly talking to my patients about, you know, all the back order supplies, because a lot of them don't even know that there are things like that going on. But that takes up a huge majority of the day. And a lot of that stuff um, really does need me to be involved because it needs, uh, I won't go into the details, but essentially like to talk to pharmacies and things, it's better for it to come from me and all my credentials and it's, we're, we're protecting everybody's information, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but what I have noticed is there is a lot of phone calls that we used to get that, and, and I think that's another thing, you know, how many times in a day do you get phone calls that are spam? Just you as an individual even messages. So multiply that for all of our lines, personal and professional. And then think about emails. How many spam emails? How many, um, you know, how many times are you unsubscribing in a day? And then how many times do, does somebody reach out to us either on the phone line or on um, our email system, all of the social media pages that we're on? If you haven't already checked them out, our Instagram, our TikTok, our Facebook page, um, all of those get direct messages. And so I have people in there responding to them, but a lot of times it's just to direct them to another place. So, cause it can be inundated. I mean, my social media manager, literally that's all she does all day is manage all of those things, the comments, and then our posting schedule, and then what content we're going to post, et cetera, et cetera. But those messages inundate. And so what we've, what we have chosen to do um, was delete direct access to us on the phone line because my assistants were just getting caught up on the phone a lot of times, not even for something that was going to be for the, our business, like not, not, not patient practice building. Um, and they didn't realize that it was like a spammer or, you know, whatever. And a lot of times the other by developing systems and processes, people who would call us, we now have systems, you know, especially for prescription refills um, and labs and imaging where I'm doing my utmost to get those faxed and then they can be better uploaded to the chart um, and then better then we know to contact the patient even quicker. So there's less of a lag time and we spend less time tying up the phone lines and more time having face to face time with our patients. So I'm super grateful that I've been able to delete some of those um, time siphoners that we had. So number one for productivity is efficiency. 
how quickly can you get back with somebody? How quickly can you um, take care of something? And I also meant to, to elaborate on that. Like when you get a message or a, an email um, and it requires a follow-up or it requires um, investigation on my part, I often will put it back as unread, especially if it's a message that's coming through my personal phone um, because I'll need to go research or I'll need to get back with that person or they've sent a long message that I, I don't have the capacity to take a look at it yet because I'm busy, you know, a huge part of my day doing a lot of different things. I really like having diversity in my schedule, but that does also keep me very very busy and so I recommend that to people all the time if you're having trouble with efficiency um, it could be that you need to figure out how to respond to something right away instead of leaving it to the last minute I do have um, my assistants have a been asked we don't have a formal policy but they've been asked to respond to things within 48 hours 48 business hours I let all of my students know they can hear back from me within 48 business hours and the same thing for my personal contact I do my utmost to get back with somebody in 24 hours now if it's something kind of vague like just checking in on me or something like that I may take longer because I have a whole slew of other things coming in on other lines we um, at the end of the day I have eight emails that have to be maintained regularly and so some of them if I can siphon them off to uh or or um ask my assistant to manage them, that's much better for me. So efficiency is number one. Two is deleting. What can you delete in your life? Are there, um, we're living in a super convenient day and age, you know, are there systems and processes that you can put in place in your life that you can um, utilize to delete activities that were taking up a lot of your time? And that kind of goes hand in hand with, um, with number three, that I mentioned systems and processes. I have hired so many people to help us um, get more efficient in our systems and processes and how to direct people um, without it involving me as much because what I have come to find out is that I am a huge bottleneck not only in my business but in my personal life and I didn't fully recognize that at first and so with the help and insight of um, some other incredible professionals I did get that insight and so we have systems and processes and I do it in my life all the time like this is the day that I'm going to go get these groceries. These are the things that I order from this site. Um, and it's really easy for me to just go click reorder. Um, the, this is the product. I keep like lots of lists. I keep lots of lists. I have an ongoing list. Uh, and that's a part of my systems and processes is list making. When I have an idea or um, something content wise, I'll throw it in um, my notes. And I have physical notes. I have a planner that I keep a little note space in. And I have um, notes in my phone and so at the end of each week I'll aggregate those things or send give them to somebody who does aggregate them for me depending on what that the nature of them is and I'll, I often will get these you know incredible ideas like for this podcast just talking to somebody in conversation I got some really good feedback that I wanted to bring to you all so I get really good ideas and I, I have a system where I put them and then that is streamlined to be shared on multiple devices of mine so that I can then turn it into something else like beyond just content and the same thing works for systems and processes in my business we batch a lot of things so that means that we do um like I'll have a day that I do a bunch of podcast recordings and so I'll aggregate and accumulate a bunch of ideas that I have we'll have times where we're going to do our content for 
um, we'll come together and do the content and my ideas and goals and with our Facebook ad strategists and things like that. So we have systems and processes in place. And I also invest in people who that's their specialty um, is whatever it is. So if it's social media, if it's advertising, if it's marketing, if it's um, streamlining businesses, you know, so I will hire those people. I also have self-development coaches that I hired and that's a part of my system and process because I invest in myself just as much as I invest in the business. Um, So is there something that you could be doing um, in terms of systems and processes? I kind of bled into number four with the productivity, which was um, hiring people for their specialties We'll build on that in a second. Sorry. Let's go back to systems and processes. So is there a system that you have? You know, for example, I I can't tell you the number of patients of mine that have written out their grocery store list and or they could have sworn that they wrote out their grocery list on a scrap of paper. Now, trust me, um, as somebody who has ADHD, I used to be very frequently known for writing things on scraps of paper. And it has taken me a long time to get better at that and not doing that all the time. And because I would lose the scrap of paper. So if you know, you know. So if you, um, you know, have been writing your grocery list on a post-it note of some kind or something in that nature and then it's frequently lost where where in your life do you have like a device that's always with you maybe like your phone um, or a, a, a planner of some kind that's al- always with you or is there a designated spot that you could put that in now that um, hopefully that makes sense I'll give you a second to think about it So inevitably, there are a lot of different ways that you can incorporate systems and processes in. And I want to expand upon that using technology a little bit more. Um, Is there a planner system? You know, I, for example, have calendars within my devices that have reminders. So if I'm, especially if I'm supposed to be somewhere at a certain time that's out of my norm, um, I want to make sure that I have what I need for that. Um, So for me, I will set a reminder, multiple reminders. I do the same thing with my alarm clocks. I have multiple alarm clocks and they're four different things. And I set timers for things like my supplements, like my morning routine. Everything is really streamlined that this is what I do at this time and that time and the other time. So if I'm diverging from my schedule, I set a lot more reminders. Like earlier this morning, excuse me, I got a reminder that I'm supposed to be somewhere tomorrow, which is in a nearby city. Because you know where I live in the valley, there's like eight cities that comprise the valley. And so I'll need to make special preparations. I need to be there early in the morning and that I'm going to need certain things to bring to that um, specific place. So I will need to pack the night before to make sure that I'm going to remember all of those things and then be ready bright and early. Um, And that will throw things off um, at the the time of this recording it's a Friday so that will be a Saturday and it'll be bright and early on a Saturday and so that's a diverging from my normal time my normal system of going to work at the clinic on a Saturday so by having those systems and processes in place with the calendar the reminders the note-taking um, I'm really utilizing technology um, to my benefit I also will set reminders if I know when I go someplace I'm going to need something so for example I can set location based reminders And for example, if I'm at my office and like today, let's take today, 
today I forgot my main phone charger at home. And so I have which I'll build on in a little bit. I always have a contingency plan, but because I have forgotten my phone and I'm I or forgotten my charger and I've needed I need to work here all day, um, I'm gonna have to work through that. Now we're midway of the day. It really hasn't affected me, um, but but that's because I have established that when I get home, I will have a reminder to grab my phone charger. So I created that reminder based on a location, but I also have a contingency plan. That's actually number five. So I'll talk to you guys about that in a little while. So what systems and processes can you utilize? Can you utilize technology? Can you, um, do you have reminders set? And, and you can do this for a lot of different things. Um, if you are one of the people that has taken a look at the freebie library that I have, Health from the Heart freebie library, um, which you can get off of my website, you can access to it. Um, there are affirmations in there and I and I've literally integrated these mindfulness practices throughout my day in the same way through these systems and processes because I still want to integrate so much into my life and my lifestyle but I do have a very busy lifestyle right especially for where I am in life it's all intentional so if you have seen you know the affirmations or you bought the coloring book that has the affirmations then you'll know that I'm really into affirming the day so I have affirmations right next to my bed when I wake up I have them on my bathroom counter I have my vision board to look at on the way um, to the office and I have my alarm clock set with some of my most auspicious goals to just continue to remind my subconscious that I'm basically reprogramming it um it's, it's really incredible when you stop to think that literally walking on top of our heads every single day as we're walking, there's this huge supercomputer and it's, it's programmed with all of this information and this programming has occurred from a very, very young age, but you can reprogram it. And that's what I've been doing because I'm, like I've said in different, different podcasts, different places, sometimes I forget where I've said things. Um, as I've said time and time again, I am not the same person that I was a year ago and I have no intention in being that person. I'm going to continue to grow and evolve and as I grow and evolve, these tools really help me to push further and further and further to the edge of that, um, to the cusp of all of that and of the cusp of comfortability and keep moving. So I utilize um, things like reminders and alarm clocks to allow me to have that space. This is when I take my supplements. Oh, did I, I'll have reminders for my food? Did I, did I eat this snack today? Um, did I contact this person about something important? Because um, sometimes I get these ideas at like four in the morning and I don't want to send that message to somebody necessarily at that time, depending on who they are. And then um, I'll have my affirmations programmed throughout the day and reminders all over. My planner is filled with really inspiring things and quotes. Um, anyway, so how can you integrate, basically, number step three of productivity is how can you integrate those lifestyle practices better into your life? What systems and processes can you develop? Um, you know, for example, if you know you're going to go to Sam's Club or uh, the gr- other grocery stores, or if you know, like, for example, I frequently will need things from certain stores, so I keep running lists um, either physically in my wallet near where my cards are or um, in my phone, depending on sometimes I switch up what I'm doing because um, I don't always have the paper nearby. 
So those are ideas. Those are all just different ideas that I do in my life. Maybe that's inspiring for you. The fourth thing I alluded to already, which I pretty, I'm pretty much elaborated on, is that I hire people for their specialties and I utilize um, their knowledge and skills to move and transform us. And I do that on every level. I have a naturopath. I have a, a different doc who's my primary care. I have a therapist. I have multiple coaches for different things because I like I said I invest in my own personal self-development so I have a coach for me and then I have a coach who's specifically for the business but ironically being an entrepreneur uh, we also end up working on building up um, me as as a mechanism of the uh, of the business as a as a part of the machine of the business so I do hire people for their specialties and I really really stand by that um, and I invest really heavily in these people because the return that I see on both in myself and within the business and the goals that I have, it's incredible what we're able to attain um, when we hire people who have those chosen strengths and we follow what they're going to say, right? Sometimes people um, hire people and then they don't really do what they're recommending. And so we just lean into it. I'm like, okay, I don't really know why that might work, but you are the professional. This is your... um, your strength and your strong point so I want to continue (laughs) in following what you have said and the same thing is for number five so I talked about this a little bit I have a contingency plan I also call it decreasing friction and I'll elaborate a little bit on that so I once read a book I can't remember what the book was now I part of it was probably deep work by Cal Newport if you haven't read that book Gosh, what a what a game changing book for me, um, and that actually kind of bleeds back into efficiency and deleting and systems and processing. Actually, it could be like one of the main themes of of productivity. Although I was implementing those way before I read the book, but he did give me a lot of information on how to streamline it better. Um, but I don't actually think decreasing frictioncy was friction was from his book. I think I actually heard it on a podcast that was about another book. But anyway, regardless, um, I read or heard about this woman who was, I think she was a psychologist and she was practicing and experimenting with the ability to run. She used to be a runner and then she gave um, birth and after her little ones were getting older, she was having a really hard time to, um, she basically gave up running, but she loved running so much. So she wanted to reintegrate it back into her life. And she noticed that a lot of other people did, did similar things that they didn't do things in their life, um, for their health and for their, their lifestyle just didn't lend itself, um, supposedly to the way that they had envisioned and they were having a hard time incorporating it. I I think a lot of us can relate to that, right? You know, um, even as a naturopath, sometimes it's like being a medical school student and being a naturopathic doctor doesn't always lend itself for me to be able to integrate the lifestyle skills that I would I would like because we are so so busy. So I do really staunchly stand by guarding my my self care time, and a part of it was inspired by this woman. So she wants to keep running, she or she wants to start back running again and integrate it back into her life, but she didn't really want it to affect her children. So if you guys, you know have raised children you'll probably know that um after they're up they're pretty involved right they they've they've got things that need to get done and they typically need support on so she started waking up early than earlier than her children going to sleep in her um 
running shorts and leaving her running shoes and socks right by her bed so that first thing in the morning even if she didn't really want to she would she would embark on the run because she was already ready to go the only excuse would have been her so that self-motivated her and that consistency she now she runs to this day and it doesn't impact um the life of her littles in fact I mean not for the not for the negative it it would impact them for the better because she is doing what she loves and she's integrated that back and she's not recommending and and showing up as a role model to self-sacrifice those things that do bring great joy now I myself I'm not much for running you know when I was younger I think we ran we did I was an alternate for a relay race and in track and field and I ultimately ended up having to take over as the person I was alternate for, I think I had to take over. And we did win that relay race, which was great. However, what did I glean from that? Um, I don't really like running. I'm really not into running. I love hiking and, and uh, a bunch of other <laughs> applied uh, running. But just the idea of just running, I'm not really a runner. Um, so that's kind of all beside the point, though. Really, it's this woman. She figured out how to decrease the friction for her desired outcome by sleeping in her running clothes and having her running shoes so close um, and and setting up that intentionality of this is what I want to do and this is why and then going after it and achieving it. So with all that being said, um, what is this decreasing friction and how can you apply it in your life? So for me, um, I have found a lot of times it can be hard to remember to take supplements in the morning, right? Because there's a whole system of when you take them, um, if they should be taken away from certain things um, like tea and food. Um, So I have everything laid out. And I can't tell you the number of times that um, partners of mine have said, especially I remember one of my ex-boyfriends was really into decluttering, like I'm a declutterist and minimalist myself, but the fact that anything is out would just really perturb him. But I found it to be um, really helpful for me in decreasing the friction of me completing something. So if I wanted to take my supplements, if I wanted to have a hearty breakfast, how could I decrease the friction? How could I make it easier, choosing easier, choosing that big easy button of integrating it into my life. So what it looked like for me was the night before setting out a glass of water and my supplements on the side table right next to me when I got up so that that first 30 minutes or hour away from food was tangible. Having tea ready made that I could grab and drink once I was in the car so I wasn't affecting um, my food or supplements. Having food that I could easily make and then pop into like uh, a napkin or to-go container um, and I might eat that on the drive or eat that once I get to the clinic there's some there's a beautiful trees and sunlight um, and little birds and so sometimes I might just take a moment once I get here and make the journey avoid the traffic because that decreases friction for me getting to the clinic faster and home faster um, especially where I live So all of those things were things that I integrated into decreasing the friction just in my morning routine alone. So I do the same thing for my exercise. Um, All of my my yoga mat and um, this other mat that I put my yoga mat on to reduce it sliding around, the blocks and the resistance bands and my weights, they're all in a little section in my apartment um, that's dedicated to that and I can really easily pull them out. 
and I've got my hard drive that has all the, um, you know, I did, you know, like I said, step number four, hiring for specialties. I did um, a few pro, a few workout programs um, with people after I consumed some of their content and really liked them. So I hired them. And so I have access to those um, coaching videos and, and exercise routines. So then I'll just pop those on and I get to continue to get my use out of them over and over again but by having everything out and ready to go that makes it way easier when I need to replenish my supplements they're all in a container that I can pull out from the nice cool closed um, door area because you know they tend to be heat and light sensitive so I'll pull out that bin and then I will do my supplements for the week I have a day of the week that I do those consistently um, so that even when I'm traveling I make sure that I have what I need and some of my um, containers are to go containers that I can throw in my purse um, depending on uh, what what the day is going to look like and if I need to take a few extra supplements depending on the season or, or weather and whatnot so uh, those are ways that I've decreased friction just in the very more nuanced way. Um, and that's not that's not even touching the surface, right? Those are just some big health-related things that I think people have a lot of trouble with is how can they exercise better? How can they um, ob- obtain their groceries, their, nu- nu- their nutrients and things of that nature um, with their grocery shopping? And then how can you integrate those supplements and other lifestyle routines? Obviously, hi- hydration was snuck in there, right? Because I put out the water um, covered water right before I go to bed. So then in the morning, the first thing I'm doing is hydrating. And then I have, um, a lot of ease with my morning as well, because I've prepared things in advance and it doesn't feel quite so overwhelming, um, because I am frequently gone away from my home for 10, 12, 14, 16 hours a day, depending on what the day is going to look like and what the day brings. So, that brings me to the bonus because I always like to provide more value, which is contingency, which I, I did allude to. So my contingency plans occur everywhere. Have you ever gone somewhere and just things didn't go according to plan? I'll, I can give you some examples right off the top of my head. So recently, I didn't realize or I hadn't been informed and updated that I was supposed to stay um, working at the school for a little bit not a little bit, for several hours longer. So instead of ending at lunch, um, we were going to end after lunch and there wouldn't be any break in there for me to vacate and go grab lunch. And so I was finding that out the day of as I was already there. And so I have a conting- I have a contingency plan and that is that I had snacks that I brought with me, very self-sustaining snacks. Like I, I could, uh, that's a, that's sustenance right there. But also, you know, I wasn't planning on working through lunch, but I did happen to have a few um, meals that I could easily put together with, with things that were in my trunk. I had actually intended them to bring them to my office as a contingency plan because a lot of times I think I'm coming to the office for a certain number of hours and then next thing I know we've got faxes coming in for labs and imaging and because of my efficiency I want to get those processed as soon as possible connect with the person so that we can get the ball rolling on their health journey as soon as possible and so I want to relay that to the assistant to let them know hey I've got this and then that means within a certain amount of time I'm going to process those labs or imaging and start creating a treatment plan a lot of times there will be further investigation that I need to do um, especially if there's abnormalities so I'll want to cross-reference literature and things like that so the sooner I get on that the better that means that sometimes I'm at the office later than I intended so I have a contingency plan with oh I have these food items that I can eat I have these snack items so in that situation 
I was able to utilize some of my office contingency plan and that actually encouraged me to just keep doing that. So I have some things left in the car um, just for those instances because I frequently do work at the schools and that can happen quite frequently as well. So decreasing friction and contingency are five and six. So my my family, my parents especially, really encouraged me to always have a backup plan. And I can't tell you how time and time again, being prepared for um, whatever may happen has been really helpful. One time I went to a dinner um, that was put on about this autoimmune lab that I was interested in, in starting to run on some of my specific patients for a certain, for rheumatoid arthritis, for those of you who have RA. And so we were at this dinner at this restaurant and the main speaker did not have a, an adapter adequate for the their computer. I had the adapter because I had I always carry this adapter in my purse um, as part of my contingency plan for being at the office and needing to convert things and print things. And so I loaned it to him for the night. So we actually got to hear this um, really educative lab, which was really important for me to get, you know, kind of the skinny on this new lab because it actually really improves outcomes for RA. And uh, then I, I was able to get it back. So I had that contingency plan with me. My purse is amazing. Um I recently broke it down to somebody, a family member asked, you know, what all do you keep in there? And I was like, well, let me pull it out. And I was like, I've got this and I've got that in case this happens and I've got this. And I guess we had a chuckle because, you know, it it was very much how I was raised and I didn't, you never really think about that. Um, But so I have a lot of things in my purse that are with me. um, And I also have just a a typical plan. So like I mentioned for the contingency earlier, um, I didn't remember my normal phone charger. I do have an old phone. Those of you who know and always tell me to get a new one. um, I love this phone so much. And so anyway, I forgot the charger. It does need to be charged regularly, typically because I'm, the time I'm getting up, I've already done so much on it so that uh, by the time I get to the office, uh, we so much of the day has already gone by, um, even though it's still like really early in the morning. And so I've forgotten that charger, but I have a spare one in my car. It's not as optimal, but I do have that. I did something similar yesterday. I was going to teach one of my classes and I've, I've we just we're just coming back from break so I'm a little rusty on the virtual class sessions because the other classes that I teach are in person and I had forgotten that one of my headphones um, sets that I normally use daily for some reason uh, the zoom system sometimes it it um, doesn't work properly so sometimes they can't hear me or the microphone doesn't work but I can hear them but they can't hear me so luckily uh I got a replacement headphone set but I accidentally left it at the office because I had been recording something for a coaching call um from for my money mindset Monday's coaching abundance coaching program it was our last coaching call and I was using the headset and then I left it at the office and at that time to teach my virtual session I was teaching from the home office because that class occurs very late in the evening. So luckily I had multiple sets of headphones to run through with the students and see can you hear me, is the microphone working, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And we were able to make it work. Sometimes the contingency plan isn't the most optimal thing and when I was much younger I used to really beat myself up about it and in this situation the much younger version of me would have driven all the way back to the clinic in the limited amount of time that I had left just to teach from there with those optimal headphones and then driven all the way back. It's quite a journey for those of you who don't know I live about um, an hour round trip away from the clinic and 
so in that situation, as I've gotten older, I just recognize that sometimes the contingency plan isn't optimal. For example, I had intended to do a few other things on the phone, like get some TikToks ready because um, that some of that stuff my assistants can't do as much help with me on and I do need to have access to the phone, but we're going to work through it because I have the less than optimal charger and we'll go from there. So by having these contingency plans and, and you know, a lot of you who are moms probably already integrate this productivity step number six contingency into your daily lives but if you don't bring it on start seeing you know is there after this game for one of your kids do you frequently see after the 